Hello, welcome and kumusta and thank you for joining me today. My name is Hao and I am your occupational therapist. So in this episode, I would like to have this conversation and have this discussion about how you maintain a high quality service with the current recruitment and retention challenges facing the National Health Service. Right, so this is a big question, isn't it? And when you think about it, there's that question of how do you actually maintain a high-quality service? So that's the word, high-quality service. That's big. Because I've looked it up. You know, when you talk about quality or high-quality service, the parameters are so huge. It's really very big. And you look it up online, you look it up on, you know, on, on papers and documents and journals. There is not one understanding or there's no one consensus about the definition of quality. But if you look at the uh, National Health Service or NHS England, they report that their quality should have a statute of three things working together. And this are particularly the statute of safety, clinical effectiveness, and patient experience. So they even said, NHS England even stated that the quality duty of safety, clinical effectiveness, and patient experience, it applies to all of NHS England's function. So it applies to all the services. Safety, clinical effectiveness, and patient experience. So if we want to maintain the quality, how... How do we do this? That's a big question, isn't it? In fact, if you look at it, you know, from an individual perspective, there is already a measure that's out there. And this is the measure that is set up by the Health Professions Council. And when a registrant or a professional registers with the Health Professions Council, Every time the registrant needs to um, to have that uh, registration, yeah, they need to actually comply with the quality, the very basic quality standards. And every registrant and every professional registered with HCPC should simply be able to meet simple nine quality standards that the clinicians should promote and protect the interest of service users and carers, that professionals should communicate appropriately and effectively, that they should respect confidentiality, that they should work within the limits of their knowledge and skills, okay? And you need to be able to, they need to be able to delegate appropriately. So you should not be passing on responsibilities to those who cannot do the job. And the professional should be able to manage the risk. And that's the talk about safety. That the registrant should be honest and trustworthy. And that the registrant should be open when things go wrong. Yeah, so you need to have this duty of candor and you need to be accountable and you need to be open when things go wrong you don't hide it you don't brush it under the uh, carpet and to do that 
you need to keep records of your work. So these simple nine things will maintain a very basic quality that every professional should meet. Now, that's good for a professional who's working on its own because if you are a professional, technically, you are already a private practitioner if you're not associated to any organizations. But if you have a group of professionals working together in a unit that's looking after a, uh, a cohort of clients, like say, for example, heart operation or orthopedic cases or stroke patients, then it becomes a team, isn't it? That is providing a general service. So this does not become a personal service anymore. It becomes a team service. And when there is a lot to attend to, when there are lots of pressure and lots of demands, maintaining the high quality of service, we can only maintain a high quality of service if there is the right amount of staff. The numbers of staff matters. It is a factor. And it's not just the number of staff, but the right quality of staff that delivers them as well. So number games is important. It is a factor in maintaining a high quality standard. But if you want to maintain a high quality standard, then you need a the right quality of staff is important as well. If you do not have the right amount of staff, so with less staff, you can maintain a level of quality, a certain level of quality, but it will be slow to reach a high quality service. And to make sure that the service is, is high, then you need to invest on the workforce. You need to have, you need to invest first on the numbers. But it, that's one thing that's really very essential. But then the next thing that you need to do is you need to invest on the staff and making sure that the resilience of the staff. You have to invest on improving, increasing the resilience of those staff who doesn't have the right number because it will affect the quality of their input. And you need to invest on the quality of the service by investing on the staff, meaning you invest the skills, you invest the knowledge foundation, the knowledge base of the staff. And not just that, you need, we need to invest on the values of the staff the character building so that you will have a collective leadership. So mutual accountability. Okay, You don't just invest on one. You need to invest on the collective leadership of the staff because the staff working as a group together would be the ones that will increase or will improve the quality of service. And if you cannot meet the number of staff then there are things that we can look at and we can do to deter the deterioration, to slow down the deterioration of the service. And these are some of the ideas, you know, particularly, you know, every staff 
needs to improve, we need to work on being a service advocate. Meaning everybody needs to promote the service in a professional capacity. So it's not just a being service advocate that you complain all about it, you go to people, you beat them in the elevator and you complain about it. Nobody will listen to that. You know, you talk amongst yourselves and you complain about it. Nobody would pay attention to that. You know, it will not go anywhere. Okay. So being an advocate is actually one movement in the United States. So being a service advocate, you can be an advocate by doing audits, studies, and putting research as part of the work pattern. Service improvement initiatives, and not just initiatives, writing about it. Because once you have done, we will have the chance to promote the service on platforms that are external. So service platforms like, you know, conferences, intensive care service, stroke association, you can have Society for Cardiothoracic Services. So anything that you do really needed to be promoted outside. It is a responsibility. Now, to do those things, it's, again, very challenging. So you really need to work, as I said earlier on, you need to work on the resilience of the staff. Yeah? And you improve that through the values formation. You improve their quality. You give them, equip them with the skills. Alongside with the values, we're doing this. We're sending you to training because this is what we need to do. So leadership is really very important. When you talk about the leadership, it's not one person leading. That's not what I meant by it. The leadership, meaning the leadership and the staff, there has to be a very good relationship between the leadership and the staff. Meaning if the staff is saying these are the things that we need to do, it is the leader's responsibility to assist the staff so that people can do what they need to do. Rather than the leaders saying, oh, we don't have any money. We cannot invest because we don't have any money. So that alone, the stress is coming from all over the place. If the leader starts to become negative, the stress for the staff will become it's on multi-font, you know, coming from the top, from the leaders, coming from the demands and the pressure. So morale is getting impaired and it's getting affected. So why else would the staff want to do anything, right? So once you have that leadership and you have that team, we can foster mutual accountability. We need to foster a group work that is moving at the same time in the same direction and in one direction with the one objective, with the one vision. Leading to another thing that we can do is improve and look at the perspective, the role quality, or the clarify the role. So if you're working in a facility that is, you know, renowned for, for say, surgical procedures, then you need to look at yourselves on the greater scheme of things. So the competition is not within the hospital. The responsibility is out there. The competition is other countries. 
The competition is other hospitals. But we're all working together. But don't let be the competition in be internal. Because you're stuck there. Yeah? Look at the greater scheme of things. The bigger perspective. And to do all of these things, you need to get the right staff, the appropriate staff who will be resilient. Okay? And if you think about it, having these right staff, you may be few in numbers. But again, having the numbers is essential to deliver it to a lot of people. Yeah, because that will affect the patient experience. That will affect the clinical effectiveness, the safety as well. So if there's only a few staff and the, the staff to patient number is not right, so there will be some staff uh, patients that will not get the appropriate intervention. So their experience is lesser, is not as good as compared to those people who's had some input from therapists. Yeah. So with the right amount of staff, all of these staff can work together and carry this house of quality. Put them in the shoulder and move in the one direction, work as a team. Now, in, in, in my culture, it's called bayanihan. Yeah. It's a combination of the, the word bayani, which is hero, and ani, which is a, uh, um, you call this um, harvest, and bayan, which is the, the, the country. So you have everybody working together at the same time, moving in one direction. It's just like a big unit of, of like um, the, the, the ants, isn't it? You know, it's wonderful, one big unit, a hive. Isn't it? So that's it. It's happening. So really, in summary, to be able to maintain the quality of service, to maintain a high quality of service, okay, we can sum it up in this quote. The right staff with the right stuff and the right stuff for the right staff. Well, I hope you learned a little something today, and this is one uh, relevant information involving occupational therapy. Just remember, anything you do matters and has an outcome. Until next time, bye!